Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Sam, Vince, and Tyler Sports Podcast. What's up, everybody? What up? All right, uh, to our listeners, I got to get this out of the way. We've been doing a terrible job at it. We're trying to get better. Please, whatever platform you're listening or if you're watching kind of our slideshow on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment, hit those notifications. Um, that way you never miss uh, our content that comes out. Uh, we are looking to expand. We're, tr- we're trying to add more stuff, more content because we're having a lot of fun. But please uh, engage with the channels. Um, that's what we really want. So please like, subscribe, comment. Um, smash right. the smash subscribe, the button. subscribe button. Smash the shit out of it. Okay. Because all we right. will engage. We, we will, will engage, engage hard. Yeah. And uh, in all of our bios, all of our social media are, is all in there. Our email is in there. So if you want to send us direct emails, um, questions, comments, like we'll share it online. We'll share it on the podcast. So we definitely want to be a show that incorporates our our uh, our listeners. So we want to make it as engaging as possible to fellow fans. So with that said, let's get the show started. Vince, you know I love me some scores, so let me have it. All right, we're going to skip Sunday for just a hot second. We'll come back to it. On Sunday, the you mean skip the of, we're, we're going to skip Thursday. That's what I said, isn't it? No, but we'll no. go with it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> It's been a long week today, okay? (laughs) All right. I was like, we're going to skip all the games? Okay. We're going to skip Thursday's score. We will circle back to that in a second. Moving on to Sunday, Cincinnati beat Cleveland 23-10. Baltimore over Pittsburgh 16-14. Jacksonville against Tennessee. They win 36-22. That was quite the barn burner there. Dallas over Houston. Somehow, some way, Houston made it a game, but they couldn't quite get the job done. Dallas wins 27-23. The Buffalo Bills win over the New York Jets 20-12. Detroit over Minnesota in a shocker 34-23. Kansas City beats Detroit 34-28. Good on Denver. Um, Wait, what did I say? Kansas City over Denver, 3428. Okay. <laughs> I can't read today, folks. I'm Bumble! having a day. Bumbo! Okay. I can't read. Um, bachelor degree means nothing, people. Uh, Carolina <laughs> over Seattle. School, kids. 30 to 24. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers over Miami, 2317. We got the Monday night football game happening as we're recording Arizona hosting New England. And let's start. Breaking news on that game, by the way. Breaking news. Um, Kylo Murray went down with a non-contact injury and has been carted off the field. Oh, snap. He went to go do his baseball slide and didn't come back up. Ooh, that is not good for Arizona. Arizona was already not going to make the playoffs, but... Fantasy-wise, it kills a lot of people. It kills a lot of people that were hoping for Monday Night Miracles. And um, your boy just got one, actually, because I needed him to not do well. But uh, never wanted it to happen because of injury. I just wanted him to suck, you know. Um, So let's... let's, uh, Speaking of sucking. Speaking of sucking, um, (laughs) Sam, on Thursday night, the Rams ended up coming away with the victory over your Raiders, 17 to 16. Baker Mayfield, Los Angeles Rams legend, uh, on the team for 48 hours and comes away with the victory. Um, let's let's just let's rip the bandaid off. Talk about Man, your experience. The the interception at uh, right before halftime. Um, I'm I'm a little upset with myself that I didn't tweet this before, but as soon as that interception happened, I was like, "This is going. We're going to lose this game." As soon as that pick happened, it was just in the back of my mind that we were going to lose this game. Um, and then coming out of halftime, it was just, it was too close of a game. And I just, I can't trust the Raiders defense when it's a close game. Um, so I hate to say it, but you know, they Raidered it. <laughs> you know, they, and this is the exact the coach, kind of game. The Raiders the coach, lose. the coaches said it players are saying it is, they're figuring out ways to lose the game. They're not figuring out ways to win the game. And I I don't think I've ever seen any team 
lose games like this. This is the fourth game this season that they blew a double digit lead. Um, I mean, if you go 500, if you just go two and two in those four games, you're, you're still in it. Like you're still within contention. Um, with this loss, I mean, mathematically they still have a chance, but they really don't have a chance. Um, you know, if they would have won that game, you get an extra few days against New England. And then maybe maybe you could pull off a miracle run and sneak into the playoffs. Um, season's over, pretty much. Um, Max Crosby kind of said it the best, was like he just feels really bad for the fans. Um, I, I just don't know what it is. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's just talent. I, I, I don't know what it is. Um, it just seemed like they went into this game and offensively they looked completely different than the weeks before. Um, it's still kind of interesting that uh, apparently uh, Waller and Renfro were eligible to come back and they were not brought back and they kind of blamed it on that they haven't practiced, so they didn't want to put them out there, which I guess makes sense. Um, but just having Waller and Renfro suit up, you know, I thought maybe they don't start, but just having them suit up in case of injuries or, you know, it is a tight game. And I mean, using Waller, even as a decoy, I thought would have been helpful because he is so athletic and there's not really too many guys in the league that can really match up with him. He's such a, an amazing talent. Um, defensively, they just continue to fall apart. Um, I don't know if it's, like I said, I don't know if it's the talent, if it's the right personnel that can't, that can't execute what the, you know, what the coaches want. Um, I don't know. They it, defensively, I don't understand how you could just let Baker Mayfield, who literally showed up the day before come out and beat you. I mean, that's, <laughs> I can't believe it, but at the same time, I, you know, it was you very much believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, it's just another heartbreaker. Um, when that game was over, I, I, I just, like, I was mad, but also like, what should I expect? You know, um, because even in this uh, three game win streak, they had to win two of them in overtime. Um, you had a miracle. I mean, you had an amazing game from Josh Jacobs where he, you know, put the most yards from scrimmage, you know, as a, as a Raider skill position player. Um, so you had like, what, 300 and something yards of scrimmage, you know, Um so it wasn't like they went on this three-game win streak and they were dominating on both sides of the ball. Um, two of the games were in overtime, and another game was, you know, Jacobs had to go into a god mode. So it is what it is. It's heartbreaking. I can't put my finger on it. I just think uh, somebody put a hex on this franchise because they are cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the I think uh, your, your curse goes back to the uh, the tuck rule. I think that's it's the last uh, of the, the Mohicans. The, the that thing that does lands. bother me though is the some, the referees, man, have been extremely terrible this season across all games. I mean, the league. It's not just the Raiders. I see more blown calls I've ever seen before this year. And I don't know if it's maybe it's because I'm watching more games, more football, but I see a lot of blown plays where specifically in the Raider game, that opening drive, uh, Devontae Adams was clearly face masked and they let, let it go. And he his whole face was covered with a hand and the helmet was being grabbed. He, that was in the first quarter. That was missed. But jumping to the fourth quarter, um, the Rams offensive lineman was having a terrible day and clearly choked Max Crosby. 
and they totally missed a holding call. And there was a fourth down conversion. I want to say it was a third and long or a fourth and long. And he got away with a holding. And it was like, I know there's the argument, oh, there's holding on every play. But this was an arm across Max Crosby's neck, and they let it go. Um, so there was a bunch of penalties that were missed in the you know final three, four minutes. The um the pass interference call, I believe, on the on the Raiders defender was I thought kind of ticky tack uh in the fourth quarter on that on that drive. Um Tillery has been playing since he came over from the Chargers. He's actually been really great on that defensive line. Um, and I think his since his arrival, it's really allowed Chandler Jones um to do his job and he's looked really good the past three or four weeks. Um, but that penalty against Tillery, like, what are you thinking? Like, why did you hit the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hand? Like that's that boneheaded penalty was, I mean, that's clearly on him as a player. Like he clearly did that. Why did you do that? Like, why did you smack the ball? That would have, pretty much put the game out um you know so that it's just stupid penalties man like i can't believe they they allowed um that i can't believe they missed that call um the holding call on um on max crosby and the rams offensive lineman because that that would have put them so far back um it pretty much would have probably would have ended that that was the drive before the game-winning drive. It, it would have been – that was the touchdown um, before the game-winning touchdown. Right. Um, so – It's what made the uh, game-winning drive possible. Right. Yeah. So that was, clearly, that. that was clearly a holding call that was missed. Um, and it was throughout the game. There, there was just a lot of missed calls. Um, and it unfortunately, it all – like – I'm a Raider fan, but it seems like the Raiders are always on the short end of the stick when it comes to penalties. And I don't know if it's because of black jerseys. I don't know if it's because of the just the image of the Raiders. It just seems like there's always more penalties against the Raiders, especially at critical times. Um, but at the end of the day, did they lose that game because of penalties? No. Offensively, they the Rams scored that touchdown and you couldn't get a first down. You get a couple of first downs and the game is over. You know, you have a long drive and the game is over. Um, but they couldn't even kill clock. Yeah, they uh, they only put up 16 points for the entire game against a Rams team that has been putrid, you know? And, and going the back least. to the interception at halftime, I know it's it's an interception, but you re- you didn't need to throw he didn't need to Derek Carr did not need to throw that ball. You could take the sack, you could get the field goal. Um you could go for it again, um but you you definitely did not need to throw that ball. He was hit, the pocket was collapsing. Take the sack. Just take the sack. Why risk the interception? And that's just a classic example of and Derek Carr says it himself is just trying to do a little bit too much. Okay, so um, you've got that out of your system. You feeling a little better now? A little uh, exercise. I feel a little bit demons. better since I got this COVID out. There you go. Even, <laughs> Let me go yeah. tend to these goddamn dogs. I'll be right All back. Right. All right. Okay. Uh, while while Sam is tending to these goddamn dogs, and he'll be right back. Tyler, let's turn to your game. Philadelphia all over the Giants, forty-eight twenty-two. It got so bad that in the third quarter, Fox said, "Yeah, I'm gonna head out to the Dallas and Houston game because that's Dude. more entertaining." To be fair, they also did that to the 49ers as well, which we'll get into that as well. They jumped to the Seahawks game in some markets. So, oh, yeah, in um, some markets. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not, so, not, not this one. Mm-mm, I got to see mine. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You first. You first. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the best part I love about looking at the standings, because I look at it like, you know, that, that meme of uh, Wolverine laying in bed with a picture frame and just staring at it. <laughs> I look at the standings and, it's so great to see that there's an X next to the Eagles, knowing that they clinched the playoff and there's no other team that's done it yet. So it just feels good. It feels good to have that monkey off your back. Like you don't have to stress about any kind of scenarios and this team needs to lose or tie. And it's great. I love it. 
Um, Five times in the last six years. I mean, it's a bit of a run, you know? It's great. Yeah, it's it's like uh, when the Sharks were in their prime. You know, we were always in the playoffs. I don't know if we really went far, but we were in the playoffs. So um, I think what I love about this, too, is that the New York Giants definitely played a way above, like, their skill level. Everyone can agree that the Giants were not as good as as their record showed. Yeah, they and, were playing above their weight class there. They were punching yeah. above their weight class. So the, the talk going in was that the Giants were going to show the Eagles what they're about. Well, we went into New Jersey and showed the Giants what Philadelphia is all about. We controlled every facet of the game, offensively, defensively, special teams. I mean, you name it. I mean, we were, we outrushed them. We outpassed them. Our rushing team, Miles Sanders, has now surpassed, or no, is second to Jeremy Macklin. I mean, um, AJ Brown is second to Jeremy Macklin. And then also to, you know, our rushing has gone back to tying that 2014 team as well before it got blown up by uh, the wonderful coach that he shall not be named that also went to San Francisco as well. But um, don't you dare invoke potato chip Kelly like that ever. (laughs) I don't want to ever hear him again. Hey, we had him first. So, yeah, yeah, it's just it was a really dominant game. And it just proved to show that the Eagles are favored to win the world the uh, world series look at me i'm jumping a different sports here. maybe i'm tired too i'm just like vince today you know, we're, we're having a day weedies. yeah we, we are having we are having a day ladies and gentlemen <laughs> a case? Uh, we're, we're working through it um you know playing injured this is all for you um i'm glad you're still hanging on with us even though we're um, a little bit chaotic right now it's a yeah. case of the mondays <laughs> so the eagles are obviously favored for the super bowl for quite obviously a, a bunch of different reasons here so 437 total yards the giants 304 you know 184 passing yards 253 rushing yards the game was over by the you know the halftime so to vince's point fox said we're going to change to a more thrilling game to watch because clearly the eagles were on their way to another win and they turned it off in the third quarter at the end of the third quarter which is still mind-boggling i mean there's still a whole quarter to play anything could happen but what, what wasn't even the end it was like i, I want to say it was probably like you know six or seven minutes left in the third quarter when they yeah. finally pulled the plug on it so i'm happy um i'm i'm glad i had this this game circled just because like we this is our first game against new york i think we end the season against new york so this will be our two times to play against them so this was a game that i had circled that i thought would be a measuring stick given that new york's record uh, we clearly dominated them the next game i have in the docket that's that circled for me is christmas eve with the uh, cowboys and the eagles so um that will be a good measuring stick and i will say right now if if jalen hurts plays exactly how he's playing now and goes against dallas and dominates that game clearly 100 he is going to be the mvp no questions asked he will be the mvp of the league i think that dallas game will be the measuring stick of it all so okay Hey, but everything looks pretty on my end. How's it uh, looking on your end over there, Vince? Uh, it's looking solid like a Brock, man. I'm just, uh, uh, life is great over here in the Bay. Uh, I, I was feeling cautiously optimistic last podcast. And I'd like to say your boy was right, at least for this first week, man. Uh, going up against Brady, this is the first time that, uh, this is the seventh time a a person, a quarterback has made their starting debut against Tom Brady. The first six all losses today, or I guess this week, um, Brock Purdy does the impossible before and uh, gets that win. The 49ers win 35-7. They, uh, Brock Purdy didn't even play in like the, the last 20 minutes of the game, man. It was, it was real nice. Uh, there was clips of his father in the stands, like, like tears of emotion, just like, like crying joy, joyous tears, man. It was, it was a wonderful thing to see. And Brock Purdy had himself a day, man. He, like, like I said, he, he didn't even have to play the full game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, was an absolute stud the entire game as well. Uh, I'm really happy we made that trade for him. And I, I tell you what, the Niners uh, it, uh, are, I don't want to quite say co-favorites because, you know, the, the Eagles would have the home game if they meet up in the NFC title game, but this is, this is definitely like we're on a collision course because Minnesota proved themselves to be fraudulent by losing to the lions. 
so I, Let, I'm let's really say <laughs> let's say Purdy wins the next four games, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Do you have a quarterback controversy on your hands? That's interesting. Uh, not with Jimmy Garoppolo because Garoppolo Correct. just got shown the door today, uh, this week. Uh, In this case, it would be really, it would be with Lance. It would be with Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance would be the starter going into camp and probably be the starter coming like 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 to start the next season, assuming that he's healthy and ready to go. That being said, that leash is that leash is awful tight. Um, it's a short leash, man. And uh, if, if if there's you know any trouble with Trey, the the audience, the crowd is going to start chanting for Brock every um so maybe at this point you flip Mr. Relevant in the off season for you know uh No, you're pick. crazy. I, no I th- way. I think that's something that they might no consider. Way. I think they might consider that if you can get the right value for him, if you get a second rounder for him or something like that, man, if but, he performs but- well, if they win the Super Bowl because of Brock like and Brock Purdy is the reason why you have to at least like listen to other teams saying, Hey, can we get one of your two quarterbacks? And if it's Trey, uh, whoever it is, I'd be asking for a heavy price, man, because you can. And then, and the window then is open again because you traded away all those picks to get Trey Lance. You might be able to recoup a couple of them picks coming back. So I don't know, man. I don't know. It could be interesting. Uh, I'm just throwing this out as a possibility. I don't know that that's actually going to happen. Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Sam. I want to jump on this. I want to jump be on fun. this. But go it ahead. It could be fun. It's just in in hypothetical world. Yeah. If, hypothetical world. If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, there is no way in the hell he is getting traded. There's I, no I, way. I would see you later. Lance. How how many <laughs> how many Mister Relevant last picks has played this well and also has even seen the field? Here's the thing. Um, Brock Purdy is the first ever Mister Irrelevant to throw a touchdown pass right in the NFL. So so if Mister Irrelevant was a quarterback, it's uh, before this year. That guy's never seen the field. You know, or at least not I, not, I, to, I, not I for any relevance. You. I so, agree I mean, that, that Lance is going to be a short leash and the, and he's going to be the starter because you don't take a player that high in the draft and pay him to not exactly play, right? right? But exactly I right. do draft agree it's a capital. short leash. And I think I would be more inclined to try and trade Lance to see if you can recoup something if he doesn't pan out next year for you. And you're clearly – you're gonna, you're basically going to have a Kaepernick and, and – uh, Alex Smith situation, Alex Smith situation yep. all over again. Yep. That's, that's but, but kind of where we're heading. <laughs> if Purdy gets to the playoffs or the Super Bowl, and let's say when, if he wins, if I'm, if I'm Brock They're building Purdy, statues, I'm, then I'm nah, man. Like I want a Super Bowl. I'm the fucking starter going into next oh. year. Oh yeah. And no, no. Uh, if it, you it would be tight. Like if Trey Lance doesn't play well in the preseason, I could see him losing that starting job because because uh, he would have, you know, earned losing that starting job. Weird way to phrase that. Um, but I, I tell you what, if if uh, because of trade cap, because of draft capital, Trey Lance is going to be given every opportunity to prove that he isn't the guy or they go to Brock Purdy permanently. So that's what I'm saying. That's where I'm coming from, because. It is, it is incumbent on on the coaching staff and on um, on the general manager to you know put together the best team, right? And when you spend the number three overall pick, that's a guy that's supposed to be changing your franchise forever. So you're gonna make sure, damn sure, that he isn't that guy first beforehand. It's like um, a, a, a few years ago when um, Matt Cain was like on his last legs. Yeah, for the Giants, but uh, fucking Bruce Bochy kept sending him out there and he kept pitching. And basically it was just to prove to everybody else that he's done. He's put a stick, put a fork in him. He's done. And that's kind of how I see it. Like Trey Lance will be the starting quarterback until it is obvious, painfully obvious to even the most ardent supporters that he's not the guy. So, um, 
and, and that could happen, you know, three, four weeks into the season next year. It could happen in preseason. It might not happen. He might be great next year. Who knows? But the point that I'm making is if, if Trey Lance ends up being good, you know, in the preseason next year, then you got, you got an opportunity to flip Brock Purdy, the last pick in the NFL draft for maybe a second rounder or a couple second rounders. Who knows, man? I, I would be mighty tempted to take that deal, especially because Brock Purdy is a rookie. And I mean, there's been plenty of guys who have flashed brightly and burned brightly and then fell back to earth stares at Kevin Cobb, you know, <laughs> I mean, just like there, there's, you, you don't know how long this is going to last. So if you see if the deal is right, make the trade, you know, I mean, but if it's not right, you don't have to do it. That's the luxury. The Niners are, are going to be going into next season. Assuming Brock Purdy plays well, he doesn't have to even win a playoff game necessarily. I'd love to see it, obviously. But if he plays well and they end up losing in the divisional round or something, that's still a lot of trade value. You know, so, I mean, it, we'll see what happens. Um, and I, I'd have to listen. If I'm the general manager, I'd have to listen to what teams would be willing to offer me for either of these quarterbacks. And if, it's, I, if I, you're probably right, right. Yeah. you're probably right. I just think that if somehow, some way Brock Purdy go, goes on a deep run and doesn't show that he's doesn't show the signs that he doesn't, you know, that, that he looks awful, you know, if, if they lose the game in the playoffs or lose the Super Bowl, and as long as he doesn't throw like four interceptions, you know, um, it's going to be pretty hard to move off of him. And then also, I think one of the biggest conversations you would have to have if you're the 49ers front office is, is Trey Lance going to be healthy? Because unfortunately, it seems before the injury, it seems like Trey Lance was, there was a concern that he was going to get hurt. We all, we talked about it pretty much the entire off season. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about it going into the year. We talked about it after the injury and thank God you had Jimmy Garoppolo. And now it's thank God you got Purdy, right. As far as, you know, Bro yeah. Brock Purdy was running the seven team. quarters in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just kind of like, why would you trade Purdy when you might need you might need him to be a Jimmy Garoppolo and step in next year. That's, that's and then true. you could have two quarterbacks on rookie contracts where now it may, it seems like Garoppolo is expendable because you can go in with Trey Lance and Purdy. Um, and you could bring in a, a third quarterback, maybe draft another quarterback in a later round. Again, you got a pretty young quarterback room. Um, so I hear you. I'm just kind of worried that, I get that you want to give Trey Lance the benefit of the doubt because you you traded so much to get him give him to get him. But at the same time, Purdy, we don't know what he's gonna be. It, it's been seven quarters, um, roughly. It's been more like six because he'd even play in the oh, in the he, uh fourth uh, he quarter, played right? no no well, yeah, he yeah, he didn't play in the fourth quarter. So um so it's like six quarters. Six and a half, because he played most like the because uh, Grapple got hurt really early in that first right. game. Like it was like eight minutes ish left in the first quarter when Grapple got hurt. So he played. I just like it. Can you imagine game. if they stick with Trey Lance? Trey Lance gets hurt, sucks, and then you traded Purdy, and Purdy develops into somebody like, you know, a Drew Brees, who's <laughs> oh, maybe, you know, he won the one Super Bowl, but he's hella accurate. He doesn't have the biggest arm. But he, I mean, Drew Brees could put the I ball say anywhere Pur on the field. Purdy's the got a pretty good arm. Like, it's yeah. got some gas behind. I would yeah. say he's probably closer they, to Brett Favre as far as gas goes. They, they've, been call, they, oh. they've been calling him Big Cock Brock, man. It's <laughs> That pump fake that he did to throw it over the top to get to Christian McCaffrey, that mm -hmm. look, if you put it side by side with him and Brett Favre, do that look like identical people right there? Like identical. But let's be fair, Sam. Let's be fair. If it doesn't matter which quarterback they're going, if if they start Brock Purdy next season, 
they're going to run him up the middle and he's going to snap an ankle and he's going to be out hurt anyways because that's Shanahan's game plan. So let's be real. Yeah, um, rest in the most peace, Debo Samuel. He will be back before the end of this season, though. Um, but I think he's done for your fantasy season if you have him on your roster. Time yeah, to I'm move done. on. I read that he's trying to come back in the regular season. Yep. Somehow yep. he only got a high ankle sprain. I swear yep. I thought yep. I saw his bone popping out in the yeah. in that was a sock. <laughs> yeah, no, it was um uh it was oh. really scary when it happened that that Debo injury, but uh to hear that he's I mean, if, if they can get him, you know, one game, even if it's just a half in week 18 before the playoffs, I think that would be the ideal situation. Knock some rest off make sure that he's really good to go and then pull him before something bad happens. And then you have him ready to roll for the wild card round. Because at this point, uh, the Niners are three games back with what four to play five to play. Yeah. I think the Vikings uh, four, are probably going to take four back. That. Yeah. So I yeah. think, Oh, I mean uh, the Eagles are the, the, the number one seed. The o- only, only the first seed gets a playoff uh, by so two, three, four, five, six, seven, they all have to play wild card weekend. Um, so I, I'm not uh I, I'm not counting on getting the first round by uh, as a Niners fan. I'm looking forward to seeing who the Niners will match up with in wild card weekend and who that, that game will be played in San, in Santa Clara. I almost said San Francisco. We know that's not correct, but um <laughs> At least my team's still in the media market. Boom. Okay. That's enough of that. All right. It's not <laughs> okay. Fair. My I, team's in a completely different state. Yeah. Well, so is Sam's. Oh, oh! Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, so the A's pretty soon. So that's yeah. all of us. Ugh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do we want right, to rip any, that bandaid off? Anything more about NFL? I think we're I think we're fine and dandy on NFL now. All right, so we're going to transition over to more sad news, uh, I guess international news. Uh, we're going to jump over to the World Cup, and um, I'll kick it to you, Vince, to, to right. kind of get us get us into it. So Grant Wall, who's a longtime veteran, he wrote for Sports Illustrated for a couple decades before uh, leaving in 2020 uh, for his own you know, uh, independent reporting. Uh, he passed away while covering the World Cup in Qatar. And there's been some questions about, you know, how the death happened. And he had reported about the migrant workers and stuff. Uh, he actually said a day before he died, uh, he published a piece about the migrant worker deaths in the World Cup. And he posted it with a caption, they just don't care. Qatari World Cup organizers don't even hide their apathy over migrant worker deaths, including the most recent one, uh, because another, uh, like a, a, another migrant worker died while this World Cup was happening, and it's it's just been a, one clusterfuck after another over there. Um, uh, uh, immediately after Grant's death, his brother Eric uh, posted that Grant had received several death threats for wearing a rainbow shirt with a soccer ball on it because. Um, his brother Eric is gay. And so he was just showing support for his brother. Um, uh, His brother actually said, I am gay. Uh, I am the reason he wore the rainbow shirt to the world cup. My brother was healthy. He told me he received death threats. I do not believe my brother just died. I believe he was killed and I just begged for any help. So, I mean, his brother is not, you know, uh, we we can't rule out foul play, unfortunately. Um, and I also I, want to stress that, like, we're not saying that he was murdered, but we're, like, pretty confident that he was murdered. Like, <laughs> without any evidence to prove it, I don't yeah. want to... It's, it's very suspicious. It is highly... Sus- yeah. Uh, based on what he was wearing, he, he was actually barred entry for a game for about 30 minutes. Um, told, you they told to him to remove off. his shirt he, yep. and um, yeah, refused. Yeah. So, and he was, he died while covering a quarterfinal match. I think it was Argentina's quarterfinal match. Yeah. Argentina versus Sweden, which is weird because he posted, he posted during the game. He was, he was talking about it. Um, There was people that were saying, I think he got poisoned. So, yeah. I mean, we're obviously, I I would, based on his brother Eric's statement, I have to believe they're going to do a full toxicology, full blood work, full all of it, like test for every single fucking thing. 
um, when he when his body is um, returned, if they can even his get family. his body back in a clean state. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I mean, there, there there's a whole lot of questions to be answered, and they're working on getting him home, obviously. And uh, I'm yeah. just really, I feel bad for his entire family. That this there happened. was a picture um, that was posted by the the Mexican broadcast. I'm not, I'm, a, I would assume it was Telemundo, but they showed a picture of Grant Wall during the game, and you could see his feet as he was, he was being like carried up the stairs out of the stadium. So it definitely happened during, but I, I don't know. I think that he may have been poisons in my opinion but who knows you know we'll we'll have to wait and see but super unfortunate you know he's kind of known for one of those famous you know sports illustrated you know um journalists he, he basically was the one that did the cover art for lebron james when he came out so yeah that's that's um, that cover story like when he was a junior when lebron was a junior and he would have been a lottery pick as a junior in high school you know mm-hmm. um but obviously yep. you play the full time but yeah i mean yeah lebron posted something like a, a really nice little tribute to grant and a lot of players uh for, like uh in several sports uh not just soccer obviously are um like posted their support for grant and his family in this uh obviously terrible difficult time and awful circumstance man this is yeah. this is heartbreaking and uh there's no easy way to transition this uh but i guess you know the world cup is still going on um, and we have semifinals coming up. Uh, Argentina versus Croatia is happening Tuesday. France versus Morocco on Wednesday. Both of those games are at 11 p.m. Uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific time. So um, if you're not working, you know, I mean, and you and you feel like checking out soccer, go for it. If you if you don't at this point, I get it. You know, um, yeah. you, you got to be really invested at this point uh, to really pay attention. Um, the third place game, uh, so the loser of those two games, they'll play on Saturday. The final, the winner of those two uh, semifinal games will happen on Sunday. So we will know who has won the World Cup by the time we record next week. Um, um, I, we're here. I'm just going to jump into it. I know it's an extra point. Um, Hollywood money makes shit happen. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah. Uh, if you want to watch uh, Wrexham live on Saturdays, that dumbass early, like 6 a.m., uh, you can now watch them uh, via Vodafone. I'll, I'll throw in the uh, the link to be able to watch them. It's a subscription. I think it's like 10 bucks for the whole year. It's really cheap. And it allows you to watch all National League games if you're that diehard and want to watch that. But you can watch Wrexham. Um, and a standing update. We said last week that Wrexham was in first. They're now in second. Uh, we have a long season to go. They're one point behind Knotts County. But, uh, yeah, just a little update filler on that one. Okay. All right. Um. So yeah, there's your um, sad World Cup soccer news. Uh, let's turn to basketball, and we have a little bit of happier news. Brittany Griner was finally released from Russia's from Russian custody, and she is back home stateside. And her wife is obviously ecstatic to have her back. And this is this is something that we've been uh, we, we've been talking about on and off basically since it happened. And I'm just I'm glad she's home. Uh, uh, we knew, I knew that it was going to be an overpay for like, like Russia was going to ask for the the worst fucking criminal. We can go back and check the tape. I called it. (laughs) I knew that would happen. I don't give a shit. Get the, get her home. That finally happened. And, uh, I'm just glad she's, she's home. There's like Russian criminals, Russian bad men are a dime a dozen, man. Like it's a cliche at this point. Um, so it doesn't, I know, I know. Vince sounds very modest and, and very, you know, sincere about the scenario. Let me just say that I texted the group here and I said, you know, hey, Brittany Griner's now got a platform. What's she going to do with it when she gets back? These fucking turncoats immediately said, oh, she's going to open up her own weed store. And Vince goes, yeah, she's going to name it Gulag Kush. <laughs> I did say Gulag Kush. I did say Gulag Kush. <laughs> It was the opera. It was a perfect opportunity for a joke in the moment, and I took it. And um, and we appreciate it. Yeah, she's no, no, no. She's uh, uh she's free to do whatever she wants, and I, I think she probably will be speaking up because um, uh, the WNBA players have always been out in front on social issues, and this is another one that that will definitely happen. But also, if she can make some money on the side doing the thing, go be it. You know, do you? I mean, honestly, the reason she was playing in Russia was because. She wasn't getting compensated enough for her work. So 
I, I don't, you know, I, if, if she finds a way to, you know, make some more money selling Gulag Kush, go for it. The Telltale book is coming out uh, December 2023. Yeah, I, I, like, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, like, there's going to be a book tour, you know. There's going to be a be movie. Into, into being in the forefront of this thing. There um, will be a movie. A who do we say was going to play who? Um, I, said, I, I said Scarlett Johansson was going to play Brittany Griner because I, Scarlett Johansson. I don't know, man. Have you guys seen that photo of her on the airplane? And I feel like an asshole for saying this, but she looks like Pete Davidson. <laughs> okay. I also, said that, I also said that YTT was going to play Putin. So, I, you know, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Okay. So let's move on to the Warriors, at least. Um, they went one and two in the last week with losses uh, at home versus Indiana. 112 to 104 and at utah 124 123 and then but then they get the win at home against boston 123 107 they're currently 14 and 13 eighth in the west so i mean they fell back a couple of spots in the standings with this one and two week uh that utah loss was not good um no that was, that was not, heartbreaking yeah they that they, they had that wrapped up until they didn't um they they should have wrapped it up Paul yeah. should have literally wrapped it up never mm-hmm. put his arms out so no, but you know what that loss sucks it really does but you got to remember like they didn't have anybody playing you yeah know? exactly it was just the kids out there and they almost pulled that off against mm-hmm. the, arguably the best team in the league right now so it's a tough loss but i think it's a good measuring stick um boston the way we dominated that game what infuriates me is that there's no reason why we can't play that way every single game it wasn't one guy it was the whole team yeah, and I and I think there's that should be the way we should play going forward. Stefan like, Clay had combined for sixty six points. points. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, Poole played great. You know, uh, uh, what's the, what's the kid's name that, that took the place for for Wiggins? Uh, Kaminga, he played excellent. You know, he seems to be having a coming out party this year. So I just don't see why we can't play that way. And it looks like Wiseman's starting to figure stuff out down the G League. I, I know that that's the G League over there, but he's dominant, you know? And I think as a confidence level, that's what you need. Come back up here with that confidence level that Poole had. I, there's no reason why we should be able to win games handedly or at least, you know, feel comfortable about playing every single matchup, you know, just saying. Well, you guys have been saying this for weeks that they they just need time to coalesce to come together as a team and so like now we're finally starting to see it right it feels that way i think what's i think what's hard is that certain guys know how many minutes and what their roles are and when people get hurt or you know we have to rotate certain rotations i think that kind of tends to throw things off too like if you're if you're pool right you know you're gonna play you know what 24 to 28 minutes a game you know and then if you start if you're a starter now you're playing 36 minutes a game you know I think it throws you off a little bit your 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 wind your legs your timing how you how you prepare for the game everything changes onto it um but yeah to your point I think they're starting to figure out like I could play 12 minutes or I could play 22 minutes you know I'm gonna be ready no matter what and I think that that was never really defined for a lot of guys. Like we were still trying to figure out what rotations work in the second role. And I think a lot of the, I think the second has been kind of mostly established, give or take maybe two positions in the point guard position at times and the power forward position at times. I'm, I'm sorry. But having small forward a Draymond position, on the second unit being the decision that maker helps and the too. facilitator is huge. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, Jordan Poole is as amazing as he's been the past few years. He's, He's, I don't think he's quite at that level to execute the offense on his own. He, he, what Draymond does is, is very special. People, you know, we can make jokes about the, you know, the quadruple double, you know, or was it the quadruple single? Quadruple single, single yeah. Um, you know, uh, we can make jokes about Draymond's numbers, but being the decision maker and the facilitator of everything, um, having that is extremely huge on the second unit. So, yeah, and I, and I think too that. Uh we were talking over the weekend that's you know some people have question marks about Wiseman you know I I'm still haven't wrote him off I think you haven't wrote him off either but we had a buddy that made a good point you know I I said it took Looney so many years to figure it out you know but again Looney was a late round draft pick he wasn't a second overall pick so 
Um, some people have feel that way about it, but we'll see. I mean, maybe he'll get more playtime with the whole Anthony Lamb situation. Who knows? Um, Anthony Lamb is now been I, so explain well, so, so to I, I actually have uh the article uh from the athletic pulled up okay, um so perfect. um so here's what it says uh warriors forward anthony lamb sexually assaulted a fellow student when he was at the university of vermont according to allegations in a lawsuit filed by three women against the school so um the plaintiffs are not suing him he's named in the lawsuit exactly yeah. so he's he's not been charged with anything at this moment so the Warriors are kind of doing their due diligence. They 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 looked into it back when they were looking to sign him in the offseason. And uh, right now, it's just kind of playing the wait-and-see game with this whole situation. Because, obviously, if if this guy did something, anything remotely close to this, um, he can't be on the team. You got to get get rid of him, cut, take, cut bait, whatever. But also, at this, uh, at this point, because it's he's not – being uh, directly accused it's the women suing the university for their lack of you know um uh, uh following through with the uh incident in question sure. so it's it, you know so we we just have to kind of wait and see at this point what what's the next domino to fall is it um does he get brought into this suit uh by the the accuser or is the the, the, the does the school you know reach out to him for whatever i mean i i don't know honestly don't know what's coming up next uh but at this point you, you want to talk short leashes from earlier this is the absolute shortest leash on the planet like this guy uh uh if he so much as does like you know if, if he forgets to pay for a candy bar he's fucking done like like you can't like you can't have bad character guys on this team uh, that's trying to win another title while this window is still open. And if it could quickly become a distraction, very quickly. absolutely. It's, it's already yeah. going to be a distraction. And if, if he's, you know, guilty in any way, obviously I want him gone and off the team forever. Uh, well, but the Warriors yeah, front we, office we runs see. a zero, they run a zero tolerance policy. They're, they're yeah. much like the Raiders in that right. retrospect. So, right. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, we'll see what happens because if there's anything, that turns like, like like that that turns it one way or the other the warriors will not hesitate to act swiftly is it telling that bob myers is going into the last month of his contract and hasn't received a new contract yet has anybody noticed that i haven't noticed it actually december is the last month of his contract and there hasn't been anything to renew it i haven't heard an inkling nothing i don't know if he's going to be renewed I don't know. There's something going on behind the scenes that we just don't see. Like, was there a debacle with the whole Draymond thing and how it was handled or, you know, is Bob not rubbing the people the right way? Or I don't well, I know why he's uh, one. Joe Lacob's son is also the assistant GM, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he got elevated to assistant GM, there was a, a comment made that hopefully one day he can take over as the general manager. So maybe they're trying to figure out how to make room for all these personalities, because I believe is Mike Dunleavy jr. Still with the team. Isn't he also yes, he like an assistant GM? So he's a, he's like an assistant to the, also to the scouting team too. Yeah. He's like, you know, part of the scouting team or assistant something. So maybe they're just trying to figure out how to maybe, maybe Bob Myers gets elevated and, uh, uh, I forget Joe Lacob's son's name, but maybe he gets elevated to GM and then they do something like Myers senior basketball operations, you know, kind of like what uh, Jerry West was for a while when um, I think Larry Riley was the GM and Jerry West was like president of basketball operations or something like that. Right. Right. So maybe they're just trying to figure it all out. Okay. Um, going back to the Jeremy Lamb thing. Um, I didn't Anthony have this Lamb. on the show. Uh, Anthony Lamb thing. <laughs> um I do find it kind of terrifying with college sports right now because this is there are some other things going on in college sports. There's the the punter that was with the was it the Buffalo Bills that got yeah. cut. Um the charges were dropped because I believe a lack of evidence is what they said. Um, but the accusation was made. We talked about this off air a couple of weeks ago about the um Stanford Cardinal soccer player. 
Uh, she ended up committing suicide um, because she was fearful that she was going to get kicked off uh, the team and have her scholarship uh, taken away from her because she threw like hot coffee on a, I yep. think a football player or basketball player's um, face because her teammate accused him of sexual assault. And I get, I guess where I'm getting at is there are many, many cases the past year to two years that I've really noticed in the collegiate level. And anytime these sexual allegations get brought up, these colleges need to start taking them very seriously because young people are losing their lives. Um, it's damaging young people's lives. Um, and we don't, we don't, we don't know the truth in, in every situation. Um, there have been cases where unfortunately people have claimed sexual allegations and it came out to be false. Um, unfortunately that does happen, but the allegation, the initial allegation needs to be taken seriously, especially at the college level where these are young people developing and these campuses are supposed to be safe. Um, so it's just mm -hmm. something that's in my head. That's like really concerning that this is happening to so many young people. Um, and it's not just, it's the victims, but it's also the people who think they can do this and treat people this way. Um, you know, it's just some, it's wrong on all levels and the, and the universities, many of these cases, the potential victims have brought this to the university and it's been shrugged. And I mean, just look at what happened. I know it's been years now, but Penn state, um, this, these issues have been going on for many, many years and all of Stanford has more than enough money to take these allegations seriously. Um, San Diego State has more than enough money to take that allegation seriously. Um, I forget the college that it was with. Um, it's Vermont. You know, these these colleges have money. They have the resources to do this, to investigate it, and to listen to these students. Um, so that's my that's my soapbox about the situations. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it, I mean, I, I don't want to stay on this too long, but I just had a thought pop in my head. What if, you know, anytime a player is like, you know, like, like does a bad thing, like commit sexual assault. Um, what if, you know, you can take the money to, to research that from the coach because these coaches are, you know, paid 12, $13 million or whatever the hell it is, at least at the big schools, you know, you, there, there's money is, is, is the point that I was going to yeah. make. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, obviously there's no real great way to transition from this. Um, so let's just do it as awkwardly as possible. MLB hot stove. Let's go. Woo! I mean, we can transition to something depressing again. We can just talk about the A's. Yeah. Well, here we are. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Sean Guess Murphy. What? Sean Murphy has been sent to Atlanta. Milwaukee was the third team involved in a three-team deal to make this work. Um, they got the A's got back some solid prospects. I think it was like the third and the fourth prospect in Atlanta's pool. But I mean, none of those guys are in anybody's top 100s, apparently, according to you know the guys at the Athletic that write these articles. You know, it wasn't in Keith Law's top 100 or anything like that. So, um. He thought kind of sucks, by the way. But moving on, <laughs> um, I, he. I mean, suck. there's there's I, worse reporters like like John there's Heyman. John Heyman, uh, really shit the bed on the arson judge. Excuse me, Aaron Judge, uh, <laughs> fiasco. He he initially reported that the Giants had landed Judge when that was not true, and Aaron Judge ended up staying with the Yankees, like your boy Vinny G said he would. He stays for nine years and uh, was it 360 million? Yeah, that's some good coin if you can make it, man. Uh, Wilson Contreras ends up in St. Louis, five years, 87 and a half million. Xander Bogarts going to sunny San Diego, 11 years, $280 million. 11 years to live in San Diego, man. That's Ain't... a terrible way to live. Oh, the worst. Oh. I have to go to the zoo once every three years and make an, you know, or, or Sam would say, uh, I have to go to the Legoland again. 
man. <laughs> or, or damn it, I have to go to the beach and be and just live my best fucking life again. Aww, oh, darn. so exhausting. The worst. Okay, <laughs> moving on. The Mets added Japanese ace Kodai Senga, five years, seventy-five million. This was like one of the big hot ticket pitching yep. prospects coming out of Japan. The Mets land him. Uh, speaking of the Mets, Chris Bassett leaves the Mets. He goes to Toronto, three years, three, three years for sixty-three million. Sean Manaya coming back to the Bay, but to the Giants, two years, twenty-five million dollars. Um, so, I mean, th- those are some of the bigger names that have, you know, been. Who the A's moved. get? Uh, they got prospects, and <laughs> you know, mid-level. We, we, we signed. We signed. We signed a a shortstop that batted. 243 for the uh Astros and played subpar defense. Yeah. So yeah. So good job. Guys. They are literally job. trying. They literally want to lose 100 games this year. Yeah, I mean they did it last year. Let's go back to back, baby. Back hey. to back. back you you got to break some and they didn't records, even right? get a they didn't even get a top 5 top 3 pick. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, they they got absolutely hosed. They end up with the 6th pick and yeah. they they had um equal shot at the number 1 overall. I mean, they got absolutely I don't, screwed out of it. I don't it. understand how three teams had a 16% chance and they get one and two and then the A's get six. How the hell does that work out? Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, it's just more shit to put on top of the shit sandwich that we as A's fans have been dealt. Um, yeah, I do want to point out that uh, Alex Correa has been talked about with going to San Francisco. Carl- Carlos Correa. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a coach, Alex. I mean, Carlos Correa is uh, still on the docket to possibly either go back to Minnesota or go to San Francisco. So that gives more fuel to the fire for Sam to hate San Francisco even more. Um, there's also uh, the talks of um, who's next on the dock. Oh, Carlos Rodon might go back to San Francisco and the Yankees are offering him a, uh, a deal. I think tonight they should be offering, which would directly be tomorrow. Um, they're going to offer him a deal as well. Uh, as far as big names go. And then there's still um, uh, Dansby uh, Dansby Swanson that's still available as a top free agent pick. Um, He's docketed to go visit with uh, a few teams. Um, I think San Francisco should make a play at him. And the reason why I'm saying is that is because if you don't get Carlos Correa, um, you you can still get another top tier uh, infielder. And I, as much as people love Brian Crawford, I think, we're looking at the tail end of Brandon Crawford in these next few years. So yeah. it might be good to start looking at a positional player that can take his place once he's gone. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, most of this giants core has already left at this point. You just have, I mean, Crawford and belt, I think are the, are the last. I don't, remaining I think ones. belt is a free agent now. Oh, I don't that's think right. He, belt is a free yeah. agent. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. They okay. didn't renew his contract. So I think he's done. He might, be play a dh for some team but he's he's pretty much done yeah okay um so that takes care of mlb hot stove i don't know (laughs) we'll do something with it (laughs) um so uh real quickly before we end the podcast i just want to talk about the sharks uh they did have a huge win at anaheim 6-1 keeping the anaheim fucks one step below us. That's right, <laughs> baby. Nine wins, 16 losses, and five overtime losses, seventh in the Pacific. Um, they it is duck hunt, baby. Duck hunt season. Let's go. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I I guess I don't need to ask the duck watch this week. I think I know that we're above them, right? We, oh, we yes. Yes, we are. All right, all right, all right. So so that's you know, that's good. I've, I've already got my tickets to Patrick Marlowe's Jersey retirement uh, ceremony happening in February. Nice. So looking Don't forward cry. to going to that game. Uh, bitch, I'm going to cry like crazy. <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't cry. I'm going to cry. Yeah, like I, got, I got tickets to the Warriors game in January. Oh, nice. Which one? We're going to see the, uh, the Nets. Oh, tight. Uh, welcome back, uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, he went off tonight. I think he went for like thirty points or something like that against uh, the Washington Wizards. Like he, yeah, he'll do that. <laughs> he went off. He does Good that fun. from time. To I'm time. not going. I'm not going to a game. So you know, if any last time I checked, KD's to a game. pretty good at ball. Yeah, yeah, he's he's okay. Yeah, that that kid might be all right one day. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't he think he's going to be a cup of coffee kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I already touched base on our on our 
on our uh, hot takes there at the end. There are extra points, I should say. So I don't know if you had anything else to add to wonderful today. I'm all set. How about you, Sam? I'm all set. I'm ready to go. I just want to say, don't forget to please listen, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, smash it, smash all the buttons. Smash the fuck out of that subscribe button, baby. Follow us everywhere. Send us an email. All of that. SVT Sports Pod. That is your Gmail. uh, gmail Gmail.com. That's our Instagram and Twitter handles. SVT Sports Pod. Please reach out to us. um, Slide into our DMs. We would love to interact with all of you lovely people out there, especially you in Colorado listening to us. Let's give a shout out to Sweden. Sweden, baby. Sweden. Sweden. We're we're international now, baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We had one listen from Sweden. Had a babe. Awesome. <laughs> Makes me feel. I want to know what is what he's interested. In. Maybe we would talk shit about Netherlands, and he was like, "You talking shit about the Dutch? You talking shit about them?" <laughs> me too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Later, guys. Bye. Later. Bye.